0: This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership.
1: This is Writing Excuses, Season 4, Episode 17, Living
2: with the Artist. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry.
3: And we're not that smart.
2: I'm Sandra. I'm Don.
3: And I'm Kenny. And I'm Dan. We decided it would be
4: fun to shake things up this week and get the other half of the story, what it is like to live with an artist or an author. Uh, Sandra is Howard's wife. Dawn is my wife. Emily and Brandon are both in Atlanta right now for JordanCon, so we have Kenny Pike, husband of April Lynn Pike, the New York Times bestselling author, uh, to round us out, which ends up, I think, being very good because then we see that this is not a gender-specific thing, Uh, is neither male or female. So uh, let's start, get the bad stuff out of the way. What... Kind of sacrifices have you guys had to make? What are the the onerous trials you have overcome? Being the spouse of an author,
1: I would say the the hardest thing that we encounter, Howard and I, is the fact that as creative people we go through biorhythmic mood swings. There are depressive days, there are happy days, manic days, and uh, it works great when uh, you know one of us when we're both manic. Those are great days. When we're when uh, one of us is high energy and happy and the other one's depressed. We can kind of balance each other out. The days that are the hardest ones are the ones when we're both feeling really blue and like it's all not going to work and everything is crashing down and we both have to work in the same house with each other. Do, and, do
4: you have any great stories you can tell us about Howard and, and a depressive day or a manic day or oh. something that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see. Specifically... And this is where
0: I Apparently, she doesn't. <laughs> All right. You keep thinking. I'm so thinking. glad I was here to grow wheat from the distance.
4: All right. Um, let, let's uh, ask another question, then. What uh, What about the long process? It be, takes forever
5: for it a does. lot of people.
2: Um, the day that you and I met, you told me that um, I said, you know, what's your major? Oh, English. That's great. What are you going to do with that? Um you're going to be a fantasy writer. I'm like, Oh, great. What are you going to do until that happens? <laughs> and I'm really glad that you actually got jobs and had steady income for our family because we had four kids before Dan was able to quit his job. Um, and by the way, uh, he quit his job like a month after our fourth child was born. And I made him wait that long because um, I needed, we needed health insurance and you're not really insurable if you're eight months pregnant. No one will take you (laughs) for self insurance. So he had to wait like four extra months after getting a really good deal um, before he was able to quit his job because... Because you were terrified. Because I was terrified and I didn't want to spend like 5,000 extra dollars in addition to what we'd already put into our health insurance that was going on. So health insurance is a big thing, becoming, getting your own insurance. That's kind of hard, being self-employed, but it's... There's a lot of things uh, that are just terrifying
1: when you first face them. Um, We spend a lot of times, uh, I can't count the number of times where I've just gone to bed and cried because I'm scared that it's not, that it's gonna stop working. Um, And that's just hard. That's, that bit's hard.
3: That's why you gotta work to make it not ever stop working.
1: <laughs> oh yes, and you, <laughs> that's, you scramble and work.
3: I think that it's interesting that this perspective because my perspective was, I actually um, did a little bit of creative writing uh, as an undergrad and it was something that I was always interested in um, <clears throat> but because I had children, I had to do the right thing and you know, try to get a real job and so I spent three years in law school uh, while my wife wrote. And then uh, she hit it big while I was still in law school. And so, uh, you know, I felt like, man, that was kind of a waste. I should have just written, right? Or, or told her to get writing sooner.
4: Now, uh, what have you guys had to give up um, in your life, being married to an author?
1: Well, you gave up law school.
3: Uh, no, I graduated.
1: Oh, graduated. that's
3: graduated. I had to give up, you know, the pain of going to work day after day and, sounds uh, horrible yeah you know That's I had to give up sense. being away from my family and children I, no, I I live the dream man life is good so you you are the uh, stay at home dad I am I'm the stay at home dad uh, also I uh, I do edit work for her and I do her website um, and uh, but yeah I watch the kids usually when she's full time she's writing six hours a day uh, and uh, and I'm doing household stuff at that during that time. I'm the world's most overeducated house-husband
1: <laughs> That's great. That's awesome I would say for me the biggest thing I had I've had to give up and I continue having to to sacrifice this is my own Creative pursuits, uh, you know, I keep a blog. I have books. I want to write I have things I want to do and they end up being back-burnered a lot of the time because of you know the needs of the family and the needs of the business, and I do like like Kenny. I do a bunch of uh, a lot of work with Howard. Um, I'm I'm the back end of the Schlock Mercenary business, and that really sounded bad. But anyway, <laughs> 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 but I just realized that if Howard had a mic right now, that totally would have been a straight line. Anyway, which by the way, yes, the tricks and and things he pulls on Brandon and Dan, yes, he does that at home to me too, which is another thing I have to deal with all <laughs> the time he makes fun of me. Yeah.
2: Um, One thing for me was um, the ten years that Dan was writing before he got published and was able to quit his job, um, he was often writing in the evenings. He would do nano remo, and, you know, I always believed in him and I thought, you know, from the first couple of weeks after we met, and I read his writing, I was like, you know, he is going to be a writer, and he's going to be great. And so, I wholeheartedly supported his dream. And so, with um, a couple of my pregnancies, I mowed the lawn till I was like nine months pregnant. <laughs> so Dan didn't could write all Saturday. And I, I'm really not as big of a jerk as you <laughs> <make this one. laughs> well
3: but I think it's really I think it's really good that you were with him right from the beginning. I admit I was not always as supportive as maybe I should have been. Um, I did get in some trouble uh, from time to time early on when she was writing, and I sort of thought it was something it was something that I thought she was good enough at, and it was something that was uh, you know was fun for her to do um, but she did sort of get after me about uh, some some at some points um I know there's a lot of different ways different spouses treat uh, the writing differently. Um, I get really into edits. I'm I'm her first editor. I used to say that I'm I'm I was her biggest cheerleader and also her biggest critic. Uh, that was before I read what why book bloggers had to say. Um, so now <laughs> I now I just say that I'm her biggest cheerleader and her smartest critic. But
1: uh, very nice. But you know,
3: <laughs> it's I I at one point early on when she was writing, it was interesting to talk about how. Um, well, you may you may have heard this, seen this online. Um, Poncho Meyer, uh, when Twilight came out, he had never read it. Um, On the other hand, uh, David and Lee Eddings, you know, and I think it was the Redemption of Athalus, he he acknowledges her name is on the book. And he says, but really, she's been here all along. So the involvement of spouses really varies uh, from author to author. It
1: really, really does. I know lots of authors where the spouses don't read at all. And I know lots of spouses where they're very, very involved.
5: Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger
0: We'd like to take a break for a moment to do a quick ad for this podcast sponsor, Audible. Um, Kenny, we're going to talk about uh, April Lynn's first book, Wings. That's the first one, right? That's right. Awesome. Uh, Wings is available at audiopodcast.com audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can go out there, sign up for a free trial, and have a listen to uh, April and Pike's uh, first novel, Wings, in which a 16-year-old protagonist, 15-year-old... 15-year-old girl
3: who discovers she's a fairy, but it's nothing like the storybooks would have you believe. Awesome.
4: And now we're back. Uh, Let's take the second half of this podcast and talk about all the wonderfully... Perfectly wonderful things about being married to an author. What uh, has it added to your life? How has it improved your life?
3: We work from home. I love it. Oh, yes. I love being at home with my wife. My wife is there all the time. Even if we're both working on something, I'm working on the website, she's writing, whatever. Uh, We're both around. Something happens, something needs to be done. We make our own schedule. Working from home is awesome.
2: Yeah, I love that Dan can be home a lot um, and work from home while I need to take the car in to get fixed while the baby sleeps so I don't have to haul all the kids down to the place or any place that I need to go I can he can be home when I need him to be and he can be working in the office so
1: yeah I, I agree the flexibility is is wonderful I love that uh, I also really really enjoy the people I have gotten to meet because of what Howard does he gets invited to conventions sometimes I get to go with him and and it's just amazing uh, all the, the all the people i've come to know uh through this whole creative process and building community and and networking with other artists and getting to do cool things like be on a podcast
2: yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's been really fun because we've been able to travel we've gone to new york and montreal and we just went to germany mm-hmm. in march and got to meet lots of wonderful people and see all kinds of cool things. And then Dan went to England, and we also um, last summer we went we drove to L.A. and Dan went to the World Horror Convention there, and we got to ride off our miles going down there. <laughs> and then we went to Disneyland when he was done with the convention. And so we made it a fun family trip
0: Giorgio, can you edit that bit out for the IRS yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem oh well I think it's good that you guys uh, enjoy the people
3: but you know it's funny I, I, know, I happen to love it I, I've always enjoyed uh, being in the writing scene and meeting authors and things is fun for me but I have met author spouses who don't um, I won't name names but I was over at one author's house um, and I we'd seen him at many events but we'd never met his wife and we thought April and I thought it would be great to meet his wife and and uh And she says to me, now at this point I was in high, I was in I was in law school, and I, uh, you know, sort of was looking the part, and and she sort of looked at me kind of conspiratorially. She says, "Yeah, but I don't go to these things because you know, I mean, you know what I mean? These authors, they're." Well, you know, they're, they're kind of off. And I just had to laugh because, you know, I loved it, but she apparently avoids all of her husband's events because she doesn't she thinks authors are scary. We what? totally <laughs> are. <Yeah. laughs> okay, let me... Uh, we,
4: we like to focus on advice specifically in, in this podcast. And so for this episode, why don't you guys tell us advice you will give to the spouses of all the aspiring authors and published authors out there in the world who might be listening. What do you want to tell them?
1: Uh, I want to tell them, for starters, what... The three people who are talking here are all in very established phases of an artist's career. In the early phases, it's very, very different, um, and I would say you have to start by organizing uh, a space for your artist to create in and a time to to give to that person. And you have to be able to believe in and and allow that space and that time to exist because all of these big fun travel rewards, meet cool people stuff. Uh, is based on years of having a box full of cartooning stuff on your kitchen counter because that's the only space you've got. And your husband cleaning off the kitchen table every evening so that he can sit down and cartoon and complain about the spoon dents constantly. Mm-hmm.
0: Kitchen table doesn't get cleaned so much anymore now that I've got my own drawing table. Well, <laughs> and a microphone. I have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I were
4: not allowed to use a microphone.
3: Okay, okay say, other advice. I would say uh, be ready to be a team. Um, you know, April Lynn and I work closely on uh, a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, obviously she's writing and she's a creative force and everything, but uh, I've taught myself how to program in Flash or I've taught myself more about web programming or I've gone through and uh, carefully read her book doing technical edits and uh, you know, boring kind of stuff. But uh, there are times when... Um, when we're being just being able to work together uh, saves our bacon because we just have too much to do to to, to be at odds oh.
1: you have to be willing to become something you didn't expect to be I didn't expect to be an accountant. I graduated in
2: humanities, um, and yeah. I'm I'm an accountant. Yeah, me too. I was an English teacher, and mm-hmm. I do the accounting and the bookwork and all the office stuff and, and shipping, I, and and I like yeah. it actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't expect to ever like that stuff,
1: but uh, it's been rewarding. I I never expected to do book layout or design. And I do that constantly. So I've had, in the process of supporting my artist, I've had to become things I never expected to be.
4: Wonderful. So let's uh, close by asking, maybe this is a repeat, but uh, we've talked about all the stuff you have to go through, all of the trials. What makes it worth it in the end to, to buy into this dream of
3: your spouse and go with it? My wife is never happier than when she is writing. She loves it, and she's happy, and that makes me happy.
2: Me, same here. Like, when Dan first quit his job and he was working, um, just writing every day, he came home and he's like, I feel so bad that I get to play all day long and write. I'm like, no, that's great. I love it when you're happy and writing. and it's wonderful he doesn't get ulcers or anything. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the stress isn't like his other jobs. and I mean, it's wonderful. And he loves it, and he's living his dream, and that makes me happy, and that's what I've always wanted.
1: I'm, I am mean, going I agree on the, the happy Howard thing, uh, but I think <laughs> I like that he's happy, uh, and I like being happy, and I like being part of that. Uh, another thing that I really like, though, um, is when... We get an email or somebody comes up to us at a convention or and says that what we did, that all the work that we've put together for Schlock Mercenary or Writing Excuses or whatever, made a difference in their lives. And, and I love that, the fact that we work hard and we get to do something we love and it's actually beneficial to other people.
4: All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. We're going to close with a writing prompt which Howard is going to give to us.
1: Can
0: I use blue Italian monkeys? Yes. Okay, your writing prompt comes to you from uh, the uh, AP style book, the fake, the fake, fake AP style book, uh, something involving a blue Italian rocket-propelled monkey-piloted dirt bike.
4: <laughs> You're out of excuses, now go write.